Hey guys. Hey. Hey, I might be a little uh, out of it today. I've been uh, smoking some of that fine ass snake pellet stuff. <laughs> I think this is, yeah. Okay. You've been, you've been, uh, you've been uh, forgetting. Oh, I saw. I see all leaf. the pretty colors. <laughs> oh, you, you had a pretty sweet vape pen. Yeah, yeah it's pretty. It's pretty now, <laughs> and not at all. Uh, um, take you out of it. <laughs> but that's all very funny. Uh huh. Yeah. This episode. Uh, the name of this episode was the end of the beginning. That's right. It was the end. Season of- one, episode three. Mm, this might not be the beginning of the end, but is uh, I, Tom? I think you mean this might not be the beginning of the end. No, no, it's no, no, no. The I'm- end of the beginning. I was trying to before Churchill. Uh-huh. <laughs> Engage. <laughs> Christ. You're rolling, Frank, right? You're capturing this <laughs> yes, gold? Yes, I am rolling. Okay. Uh, who, yes, who, di- am. who wrote and directed this episode? Uh, this was also directed by, uh, what's her name from the first two? Culpepper. Uh, well, I... Culpepper. Anya Culpepper. I find that she's a very interesting director. Varying, uh, I loved this episode. Okay, Frank, what'd you oh, think? Oh, I like this episode a lot. Like, I think this episode is where we kind of got off cooking with gas. Yeah. This, uh, this, this episode was written, and I think why we're cooking with gas uh-huh. is this re- episode was written mostly by Michael Chabon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The actual showrunner. So, I liked what happened in this episode, and if you handed me a script to read, I would have thought, hey, what a nice episode. Uh... I did not like the way it was directed or performed or acted or edited, and I've got some major problems with some certain aspects. Okay, so Justin and I are now on the positive side this week. Yeah, a bit of a role reversal. I knew this was coming the second I watched this episode. uh, Yeah, Yeah. well, let's just get into it. So we we start... um, like last episode, well, and actually all of the episodes have in some sense been a flashback to the events of the Mars disaster, uh, yes. from, from, uh, 14 years ago. Uh, now we see the aftermath of it and are, um, fully introduced to, uh, Picard's number one as Admiral, uh, Rafi, um, and we see the aftermath of of Picard's confrontation with Starfleet, and he's coming yeah. out of that Starfleet campus. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's in Justin. Where is it? Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong again. But okay, we're gonna run with it. Um, I thought this was a uh, not greatly executed scene. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. This was very sort of clumsy, and I think part of it is down to how uh, exposition-heavy it is, and part of it is I don't think the actress who plays Raffi is very good at doing exposition dialogue. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say acting, but you know what? Let's give her another shot. <laughs> no, I I, I, yeah. I think she's a fine actress. I think she's not given a lot of great stuff to work with 
in in this episode. We'll get to a later scene I had issues with. But I mean, also once again, it's giving us all information that we've already seen. This is going to be my negative part of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> information yeah, yeah. we keep getting and they don't add anything to it. It would have been would be very interesting if they would okay now we're seeing it from a different perspective and we're getting more information and backstory into it but we're not we're just kind of getting introduced to Rafi um and it's also kind of just a lethargic scene because yeah. especially when Captain Jean-Luc Picard resigns after one of the most illustrious careers of all time we see a little bit of like the apoplectic hyperbole of uh, hyperbole of Jean-Luc Picard when the health hologram uh, is trying to psych up the the space boat captain uh, but then this guy's just resigned his career and he's just sitting there going well I tried to explain to them what do you mean JL well they just let me quit uh, it's a bummer you know it was just it was just so, so here's a flat you know here's the thing Tom you touched on it She's calling him JL. Yeah. For this whole episode. What do you mean? And you can fucking keep it. What do you what do you mean, FM? It's not good. It's first of all, it's like the lamest initial pair to turn into JL. It's just it doesn't roll off the tongue. And then like they kept trying to have her like interject it into sentences that were like rife with emotion and like exclamation. Like, what are you talking about, JL? Yeah. Now, I I kind of luckily was introduced to the character in the the prequel comic, the three issue thing. It was a very small thing, and so I didn't mm. have to see this poor actress try to perform a badly written scene. Mm. So I came into it liking the character, and though I don't think any of it worked in this episode, I kind of like the the JL thing because this is a different kind of first officer than than he's had um yes it's it's somebody that that um often throughout the next generation uh a will riker replacement would come in and would be this character but riker for some mm. reason refused to take his uh, <laughs> his own commission um and then yeah. finally so she's uh, this kind of character idealistic all of the she best parts of uh jean-luc um but also brash and and uh, as we find out later, a drug addict. <laughs> um, but I I think it was a, a poorly executed scene in the style of the last episode. But I think the the episode picks up from here. Uh, it does, uh, and we we move ourselves back to the present future uh, again, where we're back at um, uh, Rafi's. Desert rock uh, hut that she lives in, which uh, forgive me guys, but I I did I did touch on like an Easter egg video about some earlier episodes. I knew we weren't going to do that, but that is actually the rock that was supposed to be the Vulcan homeworld. It was the rock where Kirk uh, wrestled the Lizard Man. Uh, famously. Oh yes, yeah, yep, 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 yep. It has yeah. it has a lot of history in Star Trek. Precisely. Yeah, it's a super famous Star Trek shooting location. So like, it's a nice yeah. little nod right there. Uh, and um, uh, he's trying to convince her to like give him a ship and a captain. He wants her to be the pilot, uh, and she is not having it. No, sir. 
Well, She's so not having it, she takes a pull from her vape pen. Yes. <laughs> so she she goes over to a little orchid garden, uh, pulls a petal off of a white flower, uh, kind of rolls it up, stuffs it into a vape pen, and then takes a big old rip off it. And I think we're meant to believe that this is some sort of illicit substance. Meanwhile, yeah. she's she's fucking chugging some some room temperature desert Bordeaux, you know, nice and refreshing, right? <laughs> now, here here's where I don't understand fully her um her deal <laughs> because throughout this whole thing, uh, it's a like uh, I don't understand her full issue with Picard fully. Uh even though he's he Oh, I guess I do. So he, he quit, and then he, she was fired. Her career was over. Um, and Picard never, uh, you know, properly apologized in all those uh, all those years. Yeah, Which but feels a little out of character. It, it does. does, and I think I think the show uh, is didn't succeed fully. But I think because it didn't take its time. But it's supposed to be that Picard these 15 years has not been the Picard we've known. He fully yeah, was I agree. destroyed. But we never really fully got that sense. Yeah, I mean, what I what I get from this character is like, you're sad that you got fired, but it's like, yeah, you know what, lady? Them's the breaks. You threw in with a guy who you knew was this weird outlier in Starfleet. And you kind of yeah. know what the risks are. Here, here's my issue though. So she went before he reveals he was he he quit. She is fully on board with with him uh, going off on their own to do whatever right. they can do outside Which of Starfleet. Which would have gotten her fired anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but then she's fired. I, I, I don't get it. That's that's her big hurt. And then. <sighs> There's a couple things with her character in relation to the Star Trek Roddenberry utopian world. And I know this is already kind of a suboptimal utopia version of the Federation and Earth. Uh, but there's two big things with her character. Uh, one, that she's a drug addict, which... Smokes weed every day. Feels a little anathema to, you know, the state of humanity, supposedly that 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 she wouldn't have you know help available to her you know what i mean that that like these things mm. would be allowed to persist like uh you know lives of despair the other being that in their talk uh, she starts ripping on him for living in this uh chateau with antique furniture and she talks about you know her shabby shack and it's like i thought we were living in like a post want Situation. I thought we were living right. Like we're post capitalism, baby. You don't need a job. Exactly. Like I thought we were in like inequality. I mean, maybe it's a discussion of what's the status of private property because I assumed he's on Chateau, Chateau Picard, the same one we saw in in Family, uh, the same one right. that his his brother uh, lived on and that he grew up in. I just thought it was just kind of inherited. Uh, which, you know, does, you know, wealth in the form of private property still transmit generationally? I don't know. Besides, her fucking, uh, you know, do you know how much a night in that shack would be on Airbnb? Yeah, it actually looks pretty nice. Can we talk about that for a couple seconds? 
it's a nice looking like shack trailer thing. She's got yeah. it done up pretty well. Yeah, and it's got like naturally growing heroin. So I mean, <laughs> I mean Yeah. If she had been dogged by Starfleet and she had been working on her own, mm. doing her own shit, and and the whole mm-hmm. time Starfleet has been like fucking her over, I think that would fix the entire uh character you know what i mean and and kind of fix that whole uh whole whole deal of being like you picard have been growing old on your vineyard while i've been living like hand to mouth trying to make a difference i feel well, like we... she sort of hints at that a little bit yes. because before the scene ends the thing she drops on picard is I was also always investigating the Romulan infiltration of Starfleet, mm-hmm. and you never believed me until right now. Yeah, yeah. We, we. I feel like we got some hints, like the fact that she knows this space ruffian with his spaceboat uh, is yeah. just sort of evidence that she's connected into kind of perhaps a, um, a nefarious group, and maybe she's active. So maybe she's gone out through irregular channels and tried to like fuck shit up somehow. Um, but we just we never we never really found any of that out, um, but you know, it, it was just a lot of Picard going. No, don't say that. Mm, feel better, please help me. I think me. you mean. <laughs> I think you mean. No, don't say that. Feel better. I no please no no no. Help me. No, I think you mean. No, don't say that. Drink this. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean that's brisk, no, baby. baby. <laughs> don't say that. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. Speaking of bad accents, yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah let's get we to have it. one very subtle, beautiful lilt of an Irish accent in the mouth of the one Romulan lady, and then we meet the she's hologram. Irish. Well, we don't get the Irish accent yet. Hold, hold your horses no, for now. Hugh, he does a Hugh Grant accent first. Yes, and we. Then he does yeah. the Irish accent. We we are introduced to a character who, if on, he was on uh, the Next Generation, would have had a mullet and <laughs> and uh, wearing a sleeveless uh, leather vest and would have fucked Deanna Troy. <laughs> if, if you remember but since the it's episode, 2020, sorry. If you remember the episode, the outrageous Okona. Yeah, yeah, that's this character where they were making fun of Han Solo. Yes. in that episode. This yes. is that character. This is that character, and let me say, this is when my my I, I I perked up a little bit and was like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? Is this some is this some goofy shit about to go down? <laughs> and yes, it is. He is a Latino character. His name is John Rios. Uh, mm-hmm. So of course he is smoking a cigar and drinking <laughs> synthesized tequila. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, these are two wind. things again incongruent with uh, Federation Earth life. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, Gene Roddenberry loathed t- loathed tobacco and smoking, and he wrote into all of his franchises and and properties little bits and lines saying, "Oh, what you know when when cigarettes were brought back? Oh, what an archaic thing! You know, cut to Picard on the holodeck smoking one for the first time. You know, cut to the Ferengi finding uh, tobacco disgusting. You know." Well, Gene Roddenberry's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's dead now, baby. 
so he's he's so there yeah, with he his is... fucking robusto and his mezcal. And and and, and he has a hologram medic who looks exactly like him, but has a random accent. Yeah, a ever changing random accent. They're just like, hey, can you do any other accents? He's like, yeah, I think. So he went from Hugh Grant to the Lucky Charms guy. Well, not yet, not yet. That that comes no, no, later. No, no, we'll no. get there. <laughs> this scene, I think, was uh, just a little bit of fun. Not as goofy as it's going to get a little later, but a bit of fun. Um, Picard meets this uh, hot guy with uh, Tritanium stuck in his fucking shoulder yeah, yeah yeah, And he is shirtless this entire scene mm-hmm. And he's uh, bickering with C3, his C-3PO uh, <laughs> hologram and, and Picard like sniffs it on him like, like I, can, I can smell it on you You're former Starfleet and, like, I can smell it on you your Starfleet. <laughs> I can smell it on ye. No, 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 no. That's the hologram guy. <laughs> um, I I like this. It's uh, it's I, there's nothing scene. much more to this scene. I think I, it kind of. This was another scene that I, uh, I don't disagree with the aims and what the scene accomplished. But again, it was just I, it was so unnatural. You know what I mean? It it just this this it kind of had a gamey fan fiction taste to it in a lot of these dialogue mm-hmm. heavy scenes where it's like how did you get from there to there in this conversation? You know what I mean? Uh yeah, I I I just wasn't believing it. But like I get what they're I get why they did what they did with the scene and Picard tried to guilt him into it. And then we got a little like fan fiction, "Oh, they warned me you're a speech maker." Yay, because he used to make lots of speeches. Uh, Though, in in defense of this show, they did that in episode one of The Next Generation. One of the first things that is said (laughs) is, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Deanna, I'm just going on and on. I'm making a speech. We don't know you, character. We do now. Uh, so, uh, Tom, you saying that it was kind of fan fiction-y kind of made me picture uh, in the middle of this scene, uh, Walter Koenig uh, showing up in like a, a Halloween store uniform going, Hello, Patrick. I am here to do my character. <laughs> this is for the YouTube, yes? Oh, God. And then O'Hora comes in and then Jerry Ryan and then everybody gets naked. And then Frank wakes oh up. Oh, my. <laughs> I have a feeling you really like Allison Pill. I like. I have a feeling she's uh, already your she wallpaper. Is, she is one of the only... Eric, uh, I actually have no particular fandom to Allison Pill, but I recognize her from TV. Uh, and she's also one of the only actors doing, like, a thing with this kind of genre-y TV dialogue and pacing. Mm. I feel like she knows what the score is. Yeah, I I can I can definitely I, I clock you there. She's got that uh, CW pacing to her delivery. Yes, yes. And, like she's in an episode so. of Charm. Like she knows what. It- like somebody says, like, oh, the warlock has the magic amulet, and she's like, yes. Do you think we can stop him in time? And it's just like, oh, I'm with you. <laughs> let's let's rock. Yeah, she's she's a pro at this stuff. She gets you where you need to go. Is That's that, why you is, hire her. Is that the scene? Is is that where I think we, that is where we are now? Is this the scene where? 
Um, she gets confronted by Romulan uh, um, uh, infiltrator in sunglasses. Have thought she was a Vulcan. This Romulan security officer. Uh Yeah, I I kind of. So our theory was correct. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I liked what they tried with this scene, and like on paper, they did exactly what like we're gonna describe it as, but it just it fell flat. Where it's like we're hearing this beautiful orchestral music, and we're seeing really kind of cool CG of a big space thing floating above the city, something completely unreal to our lived experience. I have not seen such honestly good TV CG. I think CG has just fucking come along. I mean, like, compare this to, like, Game of Thrones, and this is, like, some subtle, great CG. It looks pretty magnificent. Yeah. The haze of the sky. Game of Thrones always went too far with it, though, right? Like, they always just, like, it was all very obvious. Yeah. And this is CG. Like it's like here's a big fucking dragon cartoon and he's yelling at you. Mm -hmm. Hey. (laughs) Well, actually, we're gonna bring up Game of Thrones later, probably. Maybe. There's some uh, Lannisterian. Uh (laughs) Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, We've got the music and we've got the scene of the space thing in the sky and it's all very magnificent. And then we realize, oh, she's she's listening on her AirPods to this music while eating her lunch at the robot factory. and then, but it just kind of falls flat. Like I feel like that, like it, it just didn't quite click for some reason for me at least. And then we look behind. <laughs> Can the episode title be "Eating Her Lunch at the Robot Factory"? Yeah. <laughs> done and done. Uh, and then we turn around, and there's fucking uh, Jim Belushi in sunglasses. Just <laughs> this is why this is how why the scene worked for me. Because she was wearing sunglasses. <laughs> it's so reason. goofy. It's goofy. It's, great. it's the show's getting goofy, and 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 they're doing all of the same uh, like info dump kind of bullshit. But one of them's wearing sunglasses now, and it's fun. <laughs> For no reason. Yeah. Like, why is a Romulan wearing sunglasses? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so dun dun dun. The compromised Romulan. Vulcan uh, CIA lady talks to Allison Pill, and then we just cut away. Um, yep, and we are at the Borg reclamation site where Hugh, uh, one of uh, my and Justin's favorite characters, yes. uh, is revealed to be uh, one of the people in charge of the reclamation site at the Borg Cube, which we learn is being funded by the Romulans. Yes, and doing exactly what I, I thought hugh was going to be doing and it's just fun to see him our good it's great to see him jonathan uh jonathan del arco i believe is the the actor's name Mm -hmm. uh and he's he's doing a great job hugh now they gave him the seven of nine transformation where he looks more human than not Mm -hmm. and he just has a little bit of like fucked up borg stuff around one side of his face um it made me so happy and yeah, and he is talking to uh, other sister, not Dodge, um, and <laughs> he says, "You know, I'm going to give you clearance to talk to this one Romulan ex Borg, one of the few Romulans ever assimilated by the Borg." Uh, and we find out that the Borg cube that they are in for the reclamation site was the cube that the Borg used, attempting to assimilate the Romulans. Before Romulus exploded, yeah. and they only got like six of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll 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 get to that in a in a second. Uh, 
speaking of exposition, uh, Hughes walking with uh, Dodge 2.0, and they get to the reception area for the uh, Borg uh, prison, uh, and they're the guy's like, "Oh, you can't let her in," and he's like. This operation is under the aegis of the Borg retraining program, and uh, and it is controlled by the director of that program, me, me, <laughs> like me, this guy, like on the level of uh, Hugh Grant, uh, Romulan going, <laughs> no, I don't believe I will need clearance, like just total ex, I don't know, a little exposition dumb. So yeah. We go into the room and we find out that the disordereds, I think they're called, uh, yes, these, these recovered, de-assimilated uh, drones were all Romulans, and uh, something about the Romulan composition, constitution, just does not agree with assimilation. And apparently, uh, 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 you know, Dodge 2.0 sits down with a uh, spooky Romulan Borg Stevie Nicks soothsayer lady. Uh, <laughs> And starts grilling her, but then she starts really grilling her, like 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 uh, Dodge 1.0. Some like circuit goes off in her brain. She activates, and she's got all this intel, and she's throwing all these gotcha questions at her, like how come, uh, what happened when the Borgs tried to assimilate you? Uh, what went wrong? What happened? <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's when we find out that it was trying to assimilate these Romulan that caused the Borg's shit to all fry and the cube to blow up and for the connection to the collective to be severed. Yes. And so this, this Romulan lady is doing what I guess is sort of a Romulan version of astrology Mm. is I think what is, it's kind of implied to be uh, as Dodge 2.0 puts it, she's like uh, doing like myth making or, or consulting old Romulan like scripture or whatever. So she reveals a Romulan, I guess, triangle tarot card thing. And there are two ladies on it. And the Romulan lady says, uh, are you the one that uh, is destined to die or the one that's destined to live? And blah, blah, blah. She starts flipping out. She goes, oh, you're the destroyer. Blah, blah, blah. And the one Romulan guard tries to pull a gun Dodge fucking goes beast mode. Her training kicks in, and she like disarms the gun. Uh, And then Hugh yells at the Romulan guys. I believe this scene is happening somewhat in conjunction, concurrently with. So let's jump to the other scene, and we'll we'll get to to that point. We're back at Chateau Picard, and I wish we had like a. Concert Tina music that would play in the background whenever we talk about <laughs> scenes that happening. Chateau, Chateau Picard, and um, and some of those uh, fucking uh, dudes who killed Dodge Point One uh, are back to finish the job and the kill Vat Cash. Yes, to 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 fucking put a cap in Jean Luc's ass. But yep. this is the best scene of the show. It fucking rules. <laughs> it. This um, awesome, so good, one of the, some of the best TV action I've seen in a long time. It's the- It was uh, really fucking good. Picard's two Romulan badasses of fucking shit up and and the direction in the scene. This is such a a visceral fight scene. There are shots like- um, the camera is right uh, at a window as somebody's head goes through it. Um, 
I think it was so fucking well done. Much like the first episode, I thought the action in that was very good. But this was a fucking great scene. Yeah, none of that disorienting, quick cut, close up bullshit. No, you 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 saw everything that was happening. It was a very clear action scene. By the way, I think uh, I think Jean Luc, uh, you might see him at uh, an NRA meeting, or I'm <laughs> sorry, an NFA. National yeah. Phaser Association. No, I I thought the same thing at first, but then I was like, my my own head P- canon, my own head canon is that Picard would find these guns all the time and say to them like, get rid of the guns, we don't need the guns, uh, and he yeah. was actually really upset about. Oh, no, it. I think you mean, and they would keep. Oh, what it. are these guns? Get rid of these guns. What are these guns? I don't want guns in my house. I am Jean-Luc fucking Picard. <laughs> oh, he skipped right over the bad accent. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get back to we'll it. We'll get back to that. Yeah. Um, uh, I think you mean, what are these guns? <laughs> I don't want these guns in my house. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> let's do a let's do the next Anywho. episode all three of us in our Picard impressions <laughs> um I, anyway. I also very much appreciated that Picard was just like swatted out of the way because he's an old man who cannot fight but he yes. picks out uh, the gun so they take one of these uh so uh Dr. Allison Pill uh mm-hmm. saves their bacon by shooting one of the vet gash in the back because she picked up a gun and he was attacking and she was coming through the door, so she shoots him in the back. Uh, and she has a pretty cool line. It's like, oh, maybe it was set to stun. Mm. And Iris Romulan lady goes, uh, yeah, uh, Romulan repulsors don't have a stun setting. You fucking killed him. Uh, uh, Frank, t- give a, give a, give a, a, an attempt at her Irish accent. I bet it will be better. No, not going to do it. No, she's okay, actually I- Irish. Hmm? That actress. Oh, yeah. No, she's I kind of figured. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, I'm not no, saying better not than hers. I'm saying better than uh, Hologram Man. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll get to it. Oh, uh, we'll it. Uh, so I believe it goes, <laughs> yeah, baby, Romulan <laughs> repulsor weapons <laughs> don't have a stun setting. Yeah, baby, yeah. But then we, Does that make you horny, baby? <laughs> I am a little turned on, yes. So what we were talking about earlier, now the uh, Picard and crew uh, interrogate one of the uh, the Romulan guys. And he says, who sent you? Uh, and crucially, one of his Romulan <laughs> housekeeper, the dude, like basically goes to kill him right away. Yeah. Uh, and Irish Romulan lady goes, nope, we don't do that anymore. We're not like them. And she goes, oh, you're a northerner. And I was kind of like, is that like a dig at the fact that she's Irish in real life? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't, didn't think of it that way. Um, yeah. but, but this interrogation scene is intercut with Dodge's interrogation with, uh, Stevie Nicks. And unlike this second episode where they cut between, uh, Picard and Irish lady talking and them, uh, going around in Dodge's apartment, this was super effective. I thought this yeah, was, that was great. Yeah. Really mm. fucking worked when, when, uh, Stevie Nicks, uh, and uh, disintegrating guy both call uh, Dodge 2.0 the world killer mm-hmm. at yeah. like the same time. Awesome! And then we see him take his pe- capsule and just fucking disintegrate like Voldemort. Yeah, it's awesome. Pretty so, dope. Pretty dope. It was a so, cool scene. Now let's get to the Irish. No, 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 no. Real quick, before that, Allison Pill. 
Romulan asset, hundred percent, right? Like hundred and twenty percent. Yeah. Like there's the scene where she Picard's like, "Oh, I know you didn't mean to kill him," and she's like, "Well, I'm a bad liar," and then she winks at the camera. <laughs> I'm just saying that line didn't yeah. need to be in there. And and then she makes this little face when they start interrogating. They're like, "Oh, let's interrogate the guy," and she's just like, "Oh shit." It was a subtle little thing, and I feel like it's there, or maybe that's just how some pill looks all the time. I don't know, but uh, I'm I'm like 120 percent that she's she's compromised. How else would she have shown up at the exact same time? And we didn't, Frank. You made some suppositions that she picked up the rifle as she was walking in, but we didn't see that shit happen. How you know she was just standing with one outside, you know? And she saw True. this shit go tits up, or maybe the whole thing was meant to go tits up so she could uh, in, in plant herself with this group. Quite no, possible. you might be totally correct now that I'm putting those pieces together. Just saying. Just Quite saying. Possible. Yeah. Now, let's get to my favorite part of the whole episode. Ity Ty! Ity Ty! Do you know who we're talking about? We're talking about Jean Luc Picard! This scene, this is the, my favorite scene of the episode because this was full. TNG season one ridiculous bullshit <laughs> completely <laughs> unnecessary but I thing. loved it he got this accent uh, off the back of a lucky charms box you're right Tom <laughs> yes. now okay what's going on okay does he have a hologramic uh, uh, assistant who changes up his accent to keep things <laughs> spicy or does he have multiple ones who do different things so hugh grant <laughs> one the, was the doctor and this guy's the <laughs> pep talk <laughs> drinking buddy yeah <laughs> oh i oh i i saw you look at it picard there oh you're starry-eyed <laughs> oh like the 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 blarney stone itself <laughs> He's two seconds away from saying it. This is the man who made first contact with the kill continuum. Now, did you see in the um, upcoming episode feature at the end where he's wearing a sombrero and a big fake mustache? And then there's one. Don't you do it. And then then there's one uh, dressed up in a uh, uh, double breasted suit saying, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the the captain character is like two ticks away from a sombrero and a fake mustache. <laughs> He's like, if we were like, if this was made ten years ago, he would be talking about eating chili peppers. Do you think he has a different hologram that has like an Australian accent that he like fucks? In? <laughs> yeah, he's got one for every season. So yeah. it's a it's a bad accent, right? It's a horrible accent. It's, it's a terrible. pretty bad accent. Uh, but I guess the point of the scene is to show that he's got like a, a heart of gold and a pot of gold, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So are we on to flowers in the attic? Oh God, we are on to uh, the Romulan Lannister twins, except yes. uh, doinking in front of Joffrey's he, grave. Yeah. He doesn't finger his sister on a horse or whatever happens in that show. <laughs> so she. This catches, is not a PG rated show. What was that look for? <laughs> she catches the midnight train to Romulus and uh, takes off her fake ear prosthetics. I'm imagining she peels off like a little high tech thing and then her pointy ears just poof, stick out real quick. 
anyway, yeah. that's what I thought happened. Nice. <laughs> and then she uh, goes up to her brother and grabs his dick. Uh, yeah, I think that's all that happened in the scene. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it, it was pretty wild. Whatever they're doing with the two of these characters, uh, this scene, I don't know if it was intentional in the script. But it's think, coming through in the acting. Maybe it's just some serious fucking heat between the actors that is not supposed to be there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they might actually, like, what if they're dating in real life yeah. and that just happened organically on set? This scene uh, made me like like them, though, because it gave me such feeling, well... Because they're about to fuck, and you know how cool that is, bro? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking awesome, yeah. dude. But it made me, uh, uh, put me in mind of who were the two, um, um, uh, the, um, uh, the <laughs> what? What was Worf? <laughs> the two Klingon sisters. Scheming oh, sisters. Oh, the two Klingon sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They that, eventually this gave get me... after uh, Quark on Deep Space Nine. Yes. Mm-hmm. This gave me such uh, them vibes of like, sure, oh, this is like sure. mustache twirling villains and I love it. This is fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, no, we're getting into goofy Trek territory and I appreciate it. Yeah. I kind of, my, you know, maybe it's my prudish mind hoping against hope, but I feel like they're calling each other brother and sister because they're siblings in, like, a fraternal order of mm. super spies. You know, they're not actually related. I, no, they came out the same Romulan pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you got mad at me, and you just said that. Uh, so what's the what's the point of the scene though? Nothing. Yeah, uh, nothing happened. There was literally nothing. nothing. It was just a, no, a no, weird fucking thing. Exist in the... I thought you yeah. were riffing when you said that all that happened was she grabbed his dick because kind of that's all that happened. Yeah, yeah. That is all that happens. Also, isn't she gonna uh, be missed at Starfleet place in Seattle? Probably not. I think the management in Starfleet is dog shit. <laughs> yeah, they yeah <laughs> their sunglasses budget. Too big. Yeah. Um. And then I get. I think we move on to a scene with Dash 2.0 and Hugh Grant. Yeah. So she's talking on the Skype with her fake AI mom, and oh, it's clearly yeah. a different Who was, program. Yes, it was a, very clearly a different face uh, than the yeah. one Dodge saw, and yeah. and it like full on confirmed, even though it was confirmed that Dodge and Dodge 2.0 knew each other, seemed to know that they were sisters. But obviously, what was programmed into their head is completely different. So it's very, very interesting stuff. Yeah, and the hologram, like... And she passes out talking to her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like the code over... It was just this weird thing uh, where I talked about it last week, but then I cut it out in editing, where I think they both had, like, dual consciousnesses. They had, like, multiple layers where Mm -hmm. they had a self that knew about the self and another perhaps realer self that this uh, personality was kind of operating on top of. Uh, And this hologram just made her pass out and maybe some instructions were passed along or something. And she wakes up and Hugh Grant's at the door and I think they finger each other. And they have, they fuck and they have sex. He says, can you keep a secret? I think I may be falling in love with you. Yeah. That was it. I thought that was very effective. It was effective, yeah. but what a fucking line. What a fucking Zap Brannigan Riker fucking line. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, Tom. What? I think he, I think we're on for, because I, the, the whole stuff about the Destroyer and whatever, I think that this 
Hugh Grant Romulan is this show's Gaius Baltar. Yeah, man. Nice. That line kind of did for me. It's like, wait a second. That's a Gaius Baltar thing to be doing. Justin, you don't know this because you're a little <laughs> baby. Uh, by the way. No, no, I but, totally know about Gaius Baltram. By the way, I think I'm starting to turn into Gaius Baltar with this fucking hair. You kind of are. Stop it's saying Gaius Baltar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gaius Baltar, Justin, because you're a baby, uh, was a character on Battlestar Galactica. Bell bad mafia <laughs> when you were when you were busy reading tolkien and uh <laughs> and fucking busy reading tolkien and buying uh tolkien robes and <laughs> burying a sword replica in your yard we were watching battlestar galactica <laughs> oh man what a show let's <laughs> that'll show. be our next show great show that'll be our next show yeah. So we're on to the final episode of the season. <laughs> <laughs> no, final scene of the episode. Where uh, where the crew Picard is assembling. Gets on the ship. Yes. Picard was like told uh by uh sexy uh sexy man uh that like, yeah, you better get up here because uh the the fuzz are out for you. The Romulan fuzz. The scum! He's like, they already are. And then he was like, how'd you know? It's like, uh, I got intel. So they... Where did you get the intel from? And then it's revealed that Rafi uh, is on the ship, and she's been doing research. We skipped a scene with her, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was... Yeah, Yeah, because I didn't understand it. (laughs) (laughs) She was using a grizzle pad to uh, lick up shit. So so we have our crew... Uh, we've got uh, Sexy Man, we've got Rafi, we've got Allison Pill, we've got Jean-Luc Picard. Is that it for now? We've it's like a weird we, dream you have. We've got uh, Hologram uh, oh, yeah. Accent Man. Uh, we have we have innumerable uh, holograms of oh. all nationalities. I really want him to There's do one with blackface coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Just loads of stereotypes. Hey, pizza pie! <laughs> yeah. You want to talk right. to a Jean-Luc oh, Picard? You- you know for a fact there's a chef one. <laughs> there's gotta be a chef one. There has to be a fucking chef this one. This Rafi, she's one spicy <laughs> meatball. <laughs> uh, what if the chef one is like, ha ha ha? <laughs> I cook very good French meals for you, Jean Luc Picard. And then Picard just goes, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. We're gonna let's have a poll. Let's put it to the people. Who's got the best Jean Luc? Yeah, Judy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the best Jean Paul? Jean Paul the second. <laughs> what? Uh, anyway, so Justin, they're getting ready to go, and and what line does he say? He says, "Engage." Does he say? <laughs> He doesn't say it like that. <laughs> he says it good. He's like, ah, uh, activate. No, that's that's not no. it. Uh, 
This is your bit. You should be doing it. Um. Uh. uh okay. Wait. 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 Um. Make it so. Nope. That doesn't fit. Uh. T. Earl Grey hot. No. 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 Uh. <laughs> that's awfully. That doesn't make any sense. Why would I say that here? Um. Okay. 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 Darmok Angelata. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Shotgun no. I've fail. got it. Engage. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> well, the music goes like a little baby we saw it in the trailer we've seen it so many times it's done all the trailers i've seen it so many times it still made me cry a little really <laughs> yeah so, yeah it still got me still got me uh uh i didn't like it and I you know it what gets coming. me about next week's episode folks what's that you know who's directing it Ooh, baby no. Mr. Jonathan Franks. <laughs> All going to be fucking outdoor moon buggies. And... <laughs> so, but so... if Jonathan Franks is directing it, that means it's going to be goofy as balls. <laughs> balls to the goof wall. So what are our final thoughts on the episode? I'll, I'll, I'll start. Better grades. I have been ver- kind of very down on the show so far. I liked the first half of the first episode. Um... I am 100% on board now. I still think up till now it has not been handled very well. And if I, if I were to revisit this series in the future, I would start at this episode. Um, yeah. It's super fun. There is a lot of gr- great uh, action. Um, it's building momentum. Um, there is... We still don't necessarily know like where this is going, but the intrigue has deepened and it's finally um, interesting. <laughs> um, I yeah. give it a, a B plus, a solid B plus. I think this this shows that that the show can entertain, <laughs> you know, which at the bare minimum. <laughs> Uh, something should entertain. Mm. Uh, I, uh, you know, I'm not a fan of a lot of like the acting and direction, and I, I believe that these are capable actors. So I kind of, kind of, I kind of put the blame on the directing in some of these scenes that like maybe they, like their motivations and their toods didn't feel in line I, with what was happening. I think it's more the writing. I don't think it's necessarily the direction. I think it's the some <sighs> clunky writing. Yeah, I it's just. I again that it's I like what they're accomplishing with the scenes I just don't like how they're doing it per se but then there are some f- magnificent scenes in this episode that work so great so this is I'm this is this is a B plus a minus territory uh, I feel like you know why it's exciting it's because we're at the fucking prancing pony and striders on board and we're about to go uh, go uh, <laughs> did you watch the Lord of the Rings this weekend uh <laughs> No, but uh, I wish. That's a great movie. Yeah, uh, it's a great movie. You know what? I, it I, is. I saw like in the, Those the movies previews. are great. In the previews for the next episode, they're talking. He's talking to Space Like a Loss. He's like, "Will you bind your sword to our cause?" And he's like, "And my axe." And, uh, and then they're gonna go to Mordor. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I think is gonna be fun about it. We're in for some Frank's goofiness, and the episode after that. Also directed by Jonathan Frakes, and it's going to be called The Stardust Rag, which means he's going to be playing the fucking trombone in it. (laughs) 
but my final thoughts on the episode, I kind of think we're cooking with gas now. Uh, I think it's gotten moving. We're finally quite literally off the ground, like they left Earth. Um, we got all of the plot pieces in place. It feels like they had kind of designed a too elaborate pilot, and so they had to break it up into three episodes. Yeah. Um, and now that that's over with, it feels like we've got the ball rolling and everything's moving. Uh, the fight scene at the Chateau was amazing. Yes. That was a great action sequence. Uh, and I feel like we're now kind of hitting our stride with the Borg uh, Reclamation Cube. I think everything's kind of clicking. And I had a lot of fun with this. Uh, I'm... I don't necessarily like a lot of the clunky stuff in the beginning and a little bit towards the middle, but uh, I'm going to call it in as a B plus. Excellent. excellent. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, we're going to get ready to put some orchid leaves inside of uh, our vape pens <laughs> and get fucked up. So in the meantime, you guys can... Uh, <clears throat> Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can rate us five stars on iTunes. You can listen to us on Spotify. Add us to a playlist, maybe. Uh, you know, if you've got some uh, critter-witter shitticisms, uh, what is it, Frank? I don't know. I'm not as good Critici- at this. Uh, comments, concerns, criticisms, or witticisms. Hit us up on the Gmail, baby. Plaid Lads Pod. Justin? <laughs> yes, <I'm- laughs> What? <laughs> what? I believe I, I believe we have a line that we go out on. What's that? Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, you'll always be my number one, Will Riker. I love you. No, that one. I good. love you so. Shut up, Wesley. The line must be drawn here. Here, Starfleet. Coward. Logan. Oh, this is all so very fun. It's I'm having a fun time with my friends here. And you know what the funnest thing of all to do is laugh with your friends. Let's all laugh together. (laughs) 